With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. Jamal Adams, after being traded to the Seahawks from the New York Jets, spoke to the media for the first time last week. And if you've never listened to Adams in a press conference before, I think you're going to come away impressed with his humility, his excitement about playing with guys like Quandre Diggs and Bobby Wagner, two guys he had conversations with about someday being able to play together before there were even trade talks to Seattle. But first, early on in the conversation with Seattle media, he said he broke down in tears of joy and talked about his relief following the days of uncertainty about just what would happen between him and the New York Jets and a potential trade. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be a Seattle Seahawk. Um, you know, when I got the call, you know, honestly, I, I broke down in tears of joy, um, a lot of mixed emotions. Um, I'm going to miss a lot of guys over there. Um, but at the end of the day, man, this is my calling. This is where I need to be. Um, and this is where I was placed to be. Um, you know, Friday, I'll never forget. Um, the day before I got traded, um, I was really stressed. I, was, I, I went out with my family um, and, and some of my loved ones and, and my brothers. And, you know, they could see it on my face how stressed I was because I didn't know where I was going to go um, come Tuesday. And, um, you know, I, I prayed on it. I prayed on it hard. And, I, you know, I asked God, you know, to place me where I needed to be, whether that was to go back to New York or whether that's to be traded. And this is my calling, man. I'm here, I'm here to stay, and I'm, I'm excited to be a Seattle Seahawk, like I said, and I'm, 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 I'm really overwhelmed, but at the same time, man, it, it's so surreal um, to be around great, uh, a great organization like Seattle um, and to, to be coached by um, legendary coaches, Hall of Fame coaches, playing with Hall of Famers, um, from Russ to Bobby, KJ, Bruce Irvin, um, Quandre, the list goes on and on, man. I, I'm just excited to be to be here. Um, I'm, I'm here to help. And, you know, I can't wait to get out there in front of the 12s, man. The Seahawks gave up two future first-round picks to get Adams, one in 2021, one in 2022. And he addresses the critics who say that that kind of draft value is too much to give up for a box safety. People that really know ball and watch ball and know me, the whole box safety word is just is it doesn't even matter you know what I mean because if you just turn on the film I do a little bit more than just stay in the box right so um you know I, I'm excited to go out there and and, and compete um at the end of the day opinions opinions is going to be a, it, like everybody's gonna have their opinion so it, it's gonna happen um I can't control that as long as I can just control um what I do on the field and what I do off the field that's what matters the most about a month and a half ago on June 18th it was Adam Schefter who tweeted out a list of seven teams, the Ravens, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Seahawks. Adams addressed what went into that list and why he thinks Seattle is the perfect spot for him. The teams that were on there um, were, and this is not taken away from other teams out there. I just thought this was the best. These, these were the teams that were the best fit for me. You know what I mean? I have a lot of respect around the league for a lot of teams and coaches 
a lot of players as well. And um, I just felt like, you know, Seattle was a first-class organization from top to bottom. Um, you know, when, when, when you think about coming into a situation like this, as far as being drafted um, into an organization with Russell, with Bobby Wagner on the other side, Bruce Irvin, so many guys that came before us or, or that's still here, KJ, man, these guys have done it and they've seen it all. They've been in the big dance. They won the big dance. And that's what it's about, man. Just being around a lot of Hall of Famers, a lot of potential Hall of Famers and a lot of great football players. But not only that, just great guys. You know what I mean? Having a great locker room, that brotherhood that they talk about over here. That's what it's about, man. So I knew Seattle was definitely the perfect spot for me. I just couldn't come out and say it. Uh, so I'm excited to be here now. Adams went as far to say that he sees staying in Seattle as part of his long-term plan. The plan is to retire here. You know what I mean? That, that is my plan. But obviously, you know, those things handle themselves. When, when all you have to do is just go on the field and perform, do the right things on and off the field. Um, and, and those things will take care of itself, man. So I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Um, I, I know the rest of the guys is, you know, excited to have me and um, the coaching staff and, and everybody else. So, I, again, man, we'll, we'll worry about that when the time comes. Adams was asked about the type of role that he thinks that he'll play on the team. And despite being an all-pro last year, he says he's just taking the approach with his mindset that he needs to earn his spot on the team. Well, man, at the end of the day, I'm here. I'm here to compete. Um, I, 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 there's no starting role for me. Um, I have to earn it. And, and, and that's what it's always been about for me. Um, you know, you don't just come into a situation and expect to be there. Um, there's a lot of, ton of, a ton of talent out here. Um, a ton of guys that's fighting for the, those positions. Um, and at the end of the day, no one really has a, a, a starting position yet, man. Everybody's competing. That's what training camp is for. And um, the best 11 will be out there. So, you know, hopefully I'm in the rotation. Hopefully I'm starting. Um, and and that's, that's my mindset going into it. Um, at the end of the day, I, I know what I'm capable of doing. And, um, you know, I, I can do a little bit of everything. So whatever these guys ask me to do, I'm, like I said, I told Bobby the other day, um, you know, we talked for, for quite some time in person. And I told him, and I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you guys. I'm here to help Russ. I'm here to help the whole team, man. Um, because the ultimate goal is to get to the big dance. And, and, and I'm just here to help, man. So whatever they need me to do, I'm going to do. Jamal said that anytime he hits the field, he's out there to hunt. Anytime I, I hit the field, I'm, I'm, I'm hunting. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's how I was always raised as far as, you know, on and off the field. You know, if you want something in life, you have to go get it, man. No one's going to give it to you. So exactly who are some of the players that Jamal Adams has looked up to and modeled his game after? I always looked up to guys like Troy Polamalu, obviously, Brian Dawkins, Bob Sanders, um, the Ryan Clarks, good friend of mine, um, Sean T. I mean, it's so many guys that I that I looked up to as football players. Willis McGahee was my favorite favorite running back at the time when he was at the U. Um, and I'll never forget when he blew out his knee. Um, I, I, I kind of cried for him. You know what I mean? So so many guys, just just football players that I looked up to. Um, and I always wanted to kind of like create like that one person of all those guys, you know what I mean? So I always took bits and pieces of their game and try to add it to mine. Um, but I have so much respect for those guys that came before me. Um, and there's so many guys, like I said, man, out there that I, that I look up to um, or that I, that I try to take bits and pieces of their game and try to add it to mine. What does Adams think about playing for Pete Carroll? And what were some of the things that he had heard about his new head coach before coming to the team? 
nothing but good things. Pete's a guy that, you know, the first time we had a conversation, he said, man, I'm going to let you be you. He's not going to change me. He's just going to, he's going to help me. He's going to coach me. And that's, that's what I want. I want to be coached. I want to be coached hard. I've always wanted to be coached hard. And I've been very fortunate um, from high school all the way up until leaving the Jets with Denard Wilson, man, being coached by some of the, the top defensive back coaches around the league in, in college, Coach Corey Raymond. I mean, it, it, it's always been hard coaching ever since my father growing up. And I, that's what I want. I want to be coached hard. I, I want to be told if something's not right, let's fix it. Let's get it done because everything has to be precise. Believe it or not, they didn't tell you guys, but uh, we were kind of fi figuring out what I wanted to do with the room as far as being on a Zoom call. So I had to make up the bed. I had to do a little bit of everything for you guys, man. So I'm very particular as far as my details and I, and, and I want to hit it on the nose and, and be perfect. Because everybody, no, no one's perfect, but everybody strives to be perfect, man. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from Adams about a Seahawks fan who passed away recently and the story behind Jamal and the young man he's dedicating his season to. That coming up next. In the week ahead of the trade between the Seahawks and Jets, Jamal Adams spoke to the New York Daily News and said he didn't feel like Jets head coach Adam Gase was the right leader for the organization, and how it bothered him how Gase didn't have a relationship with everybody in the building when it came to the team. But even that wasn't the first time that he spoke out against the Jets organization. Even before this offseason, he had questioned his teammates' effort and voiced his frustration about losing. And after the Jets fired the previous coach, Todd Bowles, he said it wasn't the coach's fault. What the team actually needed was big-time players. And with that background in mind, Adams was asked about the concerns that some people have about him creating distractions within the locker room. These guys know, man. I'm not. I'm. I'm here to play ball. That's 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 just how I am. Um, you know, I, I'm. I'm not a distraction in the locker room. I've never been in trouble in my life. You know, growing up, I just never. It just never happened. And any anybody that that had that was my teammate, um, or that 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 knows me, they will tell you, man, I'm 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 far from a problem. So what kind of personality does Adams bring to the locker room and his teammates? You know, a lot of fun and juice, man. Uh, a lot of energy. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fun guy. Um, but when it comes down to ball, we're talking ball. And, and we're going to get down to business. But uh, I, I'm a jokester, man. I like to have fun. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, um, I, love, I love great guys. Um, I love guys that, you know, have relationships off the field um, that, are, that are doing special things in the community. Um, you know, marketing wise, like Bobby and, and, and Russ, those are two guys that I plan to learn from and hopefully, you know, uh, get, get some nuggets from those guys as far as what they do off the field, man, because it's it's unbelievable how they're killing the game right now. And I salute them. As a former defensive backs coach, it's well known that Pete Carroll has a certain type of attitude he wants from his secondary. So how does Adams feel about starting a new chapter in Seattle after following a legendary defensive group? First off, I want to say I respect every guy that was in the Legion of Boom. Um, I used to watch those guys from Earl to Chance to Sherm, um, just all throughout college. After every after every game, you know, Saturday we play, and then Sunday here comes um, NFL football. Man, I used to watch those guys and, and used to be inspired by the energy and love and passion that they played with. Um, and I always had that passion and, and energy so I, I, I admired it from afar. Um, and, these, and, and these guys, they play so hard. 
And, and, and that's what it's about in this building. They're all about winning. And you, you can't ask for nothing better, man. So I have so much respect for those guys. Uh, but, you know, again, their chapter is over with. And, and we have to, you know, as a defensive group um, and as a, a, a defensive back, you know, group, we have to create our own legacy, right? And I have, like I said, I have nothing but respect for those guys. Um, hopefully, you know, I reach, I'm, I'm going to reach out to Ch um, um, Cam uh, very soon. Um, I haven't talked to Earl yet and, and Sherm, but all those guys have my respect, man. And, and I, I have nothing. I, I take my hats off for them. Um, all, all we can do is control what we can control and write our own story and um, go from there, man. I'm excited to, you know, play in front of the 12s. Um, that loud stadium, they say, you know, it, it's very similar to uh, my, my college days as far as, you know, uh, Baton Rouge fans. So I'm excited, man, and uh, I can't wait to get started. One of the nice things about his press conference was hearing about the relationships he already had prior to coming to Seattle. He talked about his respect for Bobby Wagner and how he hopes that his impact on the team is going to free up the Seahawks middle linebacker and allowing him to make more plays. You know, we joked about it, man. He said, uh, he said, man, a lot of guys, you know, last year, the guards was getting up on him, man, and, and, and kind of getting to him kind of quick. And he was like, man, leave me alone, man. Go focus on someone else. So he said, man, uh, I'm going to take a little, a little, you know, I'm going to take a little bit more attention uh, off of him. Um, and, I, and I'll, you know, obviously get some attention as well. But, man, I'm excited to play with him and, and plenty of other guys. Um, the, the, the secondary is so talented. Uh, you know, Dre has done a, a hell of a job. Coach Pete has done a hell of a job with those guys and uh, bringing in, you know, younger guys and just being, just having so much energy and, and swagger and passion, man. It's all on the defensive side. And I told the guys yesterday, man, it's, it's going to start with the defense, the, the, the DBs. Like, we set the tone. Anytime we step on the field, we have to set the tone. Adams had a unique way of describing what it will mean for the Seahawks for him to be paired up with Bobby Wagner. We talked about it, you know, um, a while back and, and saying, you know, what if we played together? You know, it, it's, it's honestly how I would describe us linking up and, and, and me finally being a part of Seattle is it's a Chico. Man. It's really a Chico. The other Seahawks player Adams has a lot of familiarity with is free safety Quandre Diggs, who the Seahawks picked up from Detroit just last season. And Jamal said he met Diggs on a recruiting visit to Texas, and the two have talked regularly ever since. I was going to the University of Texas, uh, you know, obviously looking for the, the school I wanted to go to, uh, and Quandre was there. I was always, you know, I admired him and Kenny Vaccaro, the guys that came before me, Earl, all those guys that was there, Coach Akina. The history of defensive backs was really in Texas, right? And, um, you know, Quandre wanted me to come uh, very, very bad. He was my, he was my host. Uh, mm -hmm. Believe it or not, he was my host. Uh, we had a great time on 6th Street. <laughs> I'll never forget it. We had a great time, man. And, uh, man, me and Quandre, you know, have been close ever since. Uh, even when he was in Detroit, um, we talked literally every day. He would hit me up and say, man, I like, I like that play you made. Or I'll hit him and say, man, you, you balling out there or whatever it is. We always talk. And um, he's like a brother to me. Um, and we've known each other for, for a very long time. And we always talk about, man, what if we play together, man? And, I'll never forget when he got traded to Seattle, I tweeted him, but I, I did call him and I said, man, listen, because he was in the airport. And I said, man, you went to a hell of an organization. He was like, man, I know, man. Then he started balling, had the picks and whatnot. And then look, look where we are now. You know what I mean? He was one of the first person people that I called when I did find out that I got traded. Um, I'll be lying to you if I, like, it was Saturday and my agent was like, man, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. 
like that you're getting traded to Seattle. And I was like, all right. Then I called Quandre. I said, man, it might come through. It might go through. It might go through. So I was excited, man. And he and Quandre, I was like, man, I'm gonna hit you after my massage, man, if it goes through. Uh, he was like, man, this is a long massage. I said, man, I haven't heard anything yet. I'm waiting on Mr. Snyder to go through with the paperwork. So uh, when it finally happened, man, we, he called me. He was excited. I was excited, man. And, uh, man, I'm excited to play with him, man. I, I, I tell you, man, we, we were chopping it up yesterday after meetings. And I, he was like, I was already telling him, man, no, no, no. You stay in the post right there, man. If, if there's an over route, man, I got it, man. Don't even worry about it, man. We're going to get under the hook. We're going to take away this. So we're just talking ball, man. And he loves ball. I love ball. And we're very passionate about it. So I'm excited to play with him. Adams ultimately settled on going to college at LSU. And that's where he says he earned his nickname, the Prez. You know, a lot of people say that, uh, you, you know, I, I made up the nickname. I, I really didn't, believe it or not. Uh, there was an article that came out. And it was after a game a while back. Uh, I want to say like my freshman or sophomore year. And um, somebody was just joking. Um, basically said he was like the president when he came out there. And he kind of took over the game. and. I just, I just thought it was pretty cool, man. And I just, you know, uh, put a little spin on it. Um, obviously, I spell it P-R-E-Z. Um, and, you know, just put a little flavor and a little juice on it, man. So I enjoy it, man. I think a lot of people enjoy it. The press conference closed on a sad note as Adams talked about his story of meeting a young Seahawks fan who passed away recently and why he's dedicating this season to him. That was uh, a tough day for me. Obviously, you know, uh, the trade happened and it was my last day home uh man that 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 brings chills to me because it was uh I got a call from Frank Wilson uh Frank Wilson was a uh running backs coach at LSU at the time when I was in school my freshman year he recruited me and um he reached out I I I didn't I didn't know Bryce as 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 much um I heard his story um and he reached out and you know he told me that Bryce was a big Seattle Seahawks fan and, and that um, he's a big Jamal Adams fan. And uh, all he wanted to do was, uh, was meet me and, um, you know, kind of take a picture, man. And it was tough uh, making that call um, because uh, Frank, Frank, I'm getting emotional about it because it's very tough, man. Uh, Frank, he told me that, um, you know, he, um, he wanted to, you know, meet me, obviously, like I said, and, and, and he wanted to um, say kind of his last words and, and kind of, you know, t wish me luck, right? And, uh, you know, hearing that, it, it broke me down. I broke down in the car because this is what I, I do it for. I do it for not only my family, my wives, my family, but I do it for, for people that's, that's under me, the kids and that look up to me and want to wanna be like an NFL superstar or be like me. And I was, I was in that same boat. I was once that kid. And that's why I'll never turn down a kid as far as a picture or autograph, because I know what it, what it, what it feels like to be that kid. And I know what it feels like to be that kid that gets turned down by his favorite player in the, in a football league or NBA, or whatever it is. So when I did make the call, it was, it was tough uh, seeing him on a, you know, breathing machine and, you know, um, blood in his teeth and mouth and he he didn't know it was going to be his last day he didn't know that but his family knew frank knew it the doctors knew and I, I all i could say was keep keep fighting champ you know what i mean keep fighting and and i'm praying for you um i'm a fan um of your story i'm a fan of you of how you battled this this cancer 
um, told him he was going to beat it. But the tough part about it, the call was knowing that, you know, it was his last day. And um, that, that, that really touched me, man, because during his last day of, of, of suffering, going through that and fighting, he wanted to meet me. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I, I didn't take that light, man. It, it hit home and I, 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 I have nothing but love and, and, and respect for his family uh, to reach out and, and you know, um, make, his, make his dream come true, make his wish come true. Um, and I told him that I'm, I'm going to dedicate this season to him. And I told him that, you know, I'm always be thinking about him um, and that, you know, I was excited to be a Seattle Seahawk, man. And I, I, I just told him, man, just, just, just whatever it is deep down, um, you know, I, I told him I loved him and I told him that, you know, I'm always thinking about him, man. So that was a tough call and I appreciate you bringing that up. Definitely looking forward to hearing more from Jamal Adams throughout the season, watching him on the field. And we got a little bit of news about that from Pete Carroll's press conference on Monday. Carroll said that the team will hold scrimmages on August 22nd and August 26th. And it sounds like those are going to be live streamed from the Seahawks, as well as some of the other practices in training camp. So we will be looking forward to that. Be sure and follow along at fieldgoals.com. Lots of news up there as we follow the team throughout training camp and leading up to week one of the NFL season. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, sbnation.com slash NFL podcasts. And until next time, go Hawks.